Hi guys, and welcome to the first podcast of Babbling Brummies with me, Jay. And me, John. So, we're just going to basically talk about all football-related things and then go on from there. Theory goes right. We, we had a YouTube channel back in the day, didn't we, where we did stuff like this. We um, did lots of football gossip sort of stuff, um, talked about transfers, um, did some football challenges, and um, life got in the way of that, really, but we've... We've wanted to bring something like that back for quite a while now, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, that's what we're just going to try and do today. And um, hopefully going on forward as well. We're going to look at doing these weekly? Yeah, try weekly and we'll see how it goes. Um, we, we just love talking about football, don't we? So yeah. <laughs> why just not standard do- lads in the pub <laughs> who like to chat about football, really. And we're just going to... Put a mic in the middle of put us. A, put a mic in the middle and hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, we've just got back from a football game ourselves. We were just at um, Birmingham City versus Cardiff. Jamie's a Birmingham City fan. Um, so, I like I just like to go to any football game, really. So, I was really happy to go. And um, so, just, just a bit of a forewarning. Jamie's a bit emotional about football at the moment. Because what happened, Jay? We, uh, we literally just fully bottled a 2-0 lead. Went in at half-time. Deeney scored a beautiful goal. Scored a lovely counter-attack on the stroke of half-time. I'm trying not to be a biased fan here. <laughs> we, I don't think they really laid a glove coming into the second half. We let Kiefer Moore have one chance. He puts it away. Fair play to him. It's what he does. It's why he's, he's Wales number nine, let's be honest. Then on the back foot for the rest of the game. Yeah, really. we basically From that just moment. Depleted squad, no midfielders. EFL love to not let, our, you know, when we appeal stuff, not go through, even though it's a clean tackle. Cardiff did three of them today. Fine, not a red. <laughs> Moving on. And uh, yeah, just caught up playing a 17-year-old and all the squad at centre mid who were weak and tired. So it just happens. But talk, it's football. Talking about a young Birmingham player, that 17-year-old who played today, there's also one who was at Blues not too long ago. And there's been a bit of a controversy around him this week. Um, if, you, if, if you know football, you've probably heard about this. Um, Jude Bellingham now is a centre mid for Borussia Dortmund. And recently, it was Borussia Dortmund versus Bayern Munich, the biggest game in German football. And um, this young kid, how old is it? 18 now, isn't he? He was 18 was 18, summer. 19 now, yeah. He's... And um, he came out after the game and he was <laughs> he was, he was was not happy with a few of the refereeing decisions, I think, let's say. And uh, you'll probably know, what, what did he say, Jay? So I'm led to believe there was, I could be wrong here, so shoot me if I'm wrong, a penalty. And some very, very 50-50 decisions that went the other way. Uh, Jude being an emotional lad from Birmingham who likes to speak his mind, basically came out, in all fairness to him, factual. And he said... Nothing he said wasn't factual. Like, a lot of times people come out and give opinions. Everything he said in this statement now was completely factual. Straight facts. Yeah. Uh... He literally said, you give the referee who's been done for match-fixing... The biggest game in Germany. What did you expect to happen? And they opened a police case against it at one point. And for, it was forty-five thousand euros. Yeah, was been it fine? Fined for speaking the truth. Or around about that. And uh, we um, I love I, it. I mean, we we know Bellingham. We've known Bellingham for quite a while, mostly because he, he came from Birmingham's academy. But we, well, I say we. I was completely outraged. I think you feel the same. Because it doesn't feel like you can say anything against referees at all. Even if, like Jude, literally everything he said in that statement, and I know it was fueled by emotion, it was fueled by um, probably pride because they've just lost the biggest yeah. game. But everything he said there 
was factual. It was a referee was done back from match fixing before, and um, it was the biggest game in Germany. Really, my opinion is if you've been done for something like match fixing, you should probably not play the professional. And you're an official ref. ref um, yeah, you should. You shouldn't really play. What's on footballers? If you get done gambling as a footballer, you are banned for a bit. Like, yeah. and that's even even if it's not match fixing on your sport. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you say, if I was a footballer for Plymouth and I put five quid on Real Madrid to beat Barcelona, you still get done for that. And they go harsh on that stuff. So why would you give someone who's German, who's been done for German football, another go in the German league in the biggest game in yeah. Germany? And it's not. I mean, I, I I believe in redemption for people. I don't think if someone does a mistake, they should be. Um, Held accountable for that rest of eternity, really, I suppose. But um, he's got to put if if you've been done for match fixing before and taking bribes, well, yeah, you, you shouldn't probably be back. Just even even for the fact that people are going to be able to raise this point, like maybe they did match fixing again, even if he never does it again, it's it's the doubt in people's mind from that. But the the fine was ridiculous. I think I think maybe. I mean, I'd still be annoyed with a telling off, but I'd, I'd understand more of a telling off. Be like, dude, like you've had a warning from the FA or what, yeah. the German FA, whoever did Just it. Just be careful what you say, son, kind of thing. Like, yeah. I mean, he's 18 as well. Like. Yeah, like, he's a kid. <laughs> like, I think the issue is, is society especially, like, people don't like being yes men. No. And people have opinions in life. And if you're not allowed to state your opinion, professional footballer or whatever, it's just not, hmm. it's not worth it, like... No one's going to sit there. Not everyone's going to sit there and be a yes man. I mean, you could have a referee come out after the game and say to the press, it'd be like, let's say Jude dived in the game. The ref could come out and go, say whatever he wants, pretty much. Couldn't mm-hmm. he? Like, Jude, Jude dived. Like, he, he kept diving all over the place. And he wouldn't, he could get away with anything, pretty much, what he was saying. How much was it? Was it 40,000? Yeah, 40,000 euros equaling 33,900 sterling. I mean, it's probably not much for Jude. Like, he's... It's probably it's, that's probably less than a week's wage for Jude at the moment. I mean, he is a, um, the second biggest club in um, yeah, Germany, well, and he's he's linked with a move quite heavily at the moment to Liverpool for ninety million. million. Yeah, where again he would probably be on a lot more than that as well. Um, but I, I think it's pretty ridiculous to be honest. So you're looking at the manager at the moment, are you? I am sorry. I think it was in early two thousands. If I'm um, the fix. So James is looking up. When he did match fixing, I think I saw it was early two thousands. I mean, okay, right. Point taken. If it's early, two, it's been about twenty years. I can. But still, but it's. I think it's even even if you wouldn't do it again because you got caught, you wouldn't want to do it again. No, it's by putting him in the biggest match that just causes controversy for 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 controversy's sake. If you know what I mean, like people could bring this up about. Well, him. I suppose football associations. You wouldn't really want you want it to be as squeaky clean as possible, don't you? Really, you want. You know, the perfect kind of... In a perfect scenario, you want a nice game of football, no issues, no controversy, you want the game done, mm. jobs are good. You want no chance for people to yeah. argue controversy from it, really. But uh, we'll, we'll move on from there. Because yeah. I think we can probably stay on that for quite a while. Yeah. But uh, like I said, Jude is, is linked to a move away from Chelsea, um, from um, Dortmund moment to a Premier League club, maybe Chelsea, maybe Man City. But in the moment, it seems heavily linked with Liverpool. Yeah. Um, 90 million. I think it'll be a great signing. <coughs> Oh, I think he's. I think yeah, go. Like we've got a sign-on clause anyway, so go <laughs> sell. Future Ballon d'Or winner. I think we can both sort of agree he will be up there in his career if he carries on under um, the way he's going. Yeah, I think the projector he's on at the moment. He's going 
up and up and I said to you, didn't I? After about three games in playing, I went, he's he's levels. That was above. when he was fifteen, wasn't he? When he yeah, started, he just yeah. turned fifteen, sixteen. I said, like, he is already the most composed player in the club on the ball. And I remember, I, I remember thinking you were just a biased Birmingham fan at that point. Like, I mean, everybody in their own club. You got a youngster no, coming through. You're like, he's the next big thing. He's going to be the next best player. And that's what I thought about this. But I mean, I think he's starting to show. I mean, it's seventeen years old. He's playing in the. Euros for England. Exactly. And that hasn't happened for... Since Wayne. Probably Wayne. We might have had a few... Young, no, I think probably Wayne that young. I think Rooney was the last breakout like that, yeah? And he was 17, wasn't he, when he played for England? Yeah. Maybe. I think Theo Wolcott went to a World Cup but never came on. So, But even so, still yeah. 10, 15 years since that's happened. And he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like no. a youngster. He looked like just a, uh, a team who got to the finals midfielder. Well, a lot of people have said, haven't they? He already looks like he's got the brain of a 27-year-old centre mm. mid. Like, yeah. He just sees it. And anyway. the ability of like someone in their prime, pretty much, even at this young age. Oh, yeah. But um, Liverpool are doing well at the moment, aren't they, in the league? Um, and they we, are. They uh, are. We've got the league table up here. And we, we, we've This is Saturday, 11th of December. Uh, just give a bit of context to this. With the fixtures for the Saturday have just ended. And at the moment, the table stands Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Yeah, and um, everyone else is miles off already. Um, at the start of the season, I think most people expected it to be these three at the top. I had my yeah. doubts about Chelsea. I know they've got an amazing manager. They just won the Euro um, European Cup, um, but I didn't think they'd be able to keep up with Liverpool and Man City. But it seems like they were actually the the fast ones at the beginning. They were top, weren't they? For Chelsea. Quite a while. Yeah, Chelsea flew out the blocks. Dropping a little bit now, maybe because of injuries or what so. But do you think they can compete? I think the issue with Chelsea is defensively at the start of the season, I think, and I only know this because I watch another podcast, I believe that up until the Watford game when they conceded once, they conceded five goals. So I think in total now they've probably conceded eight goals this season. Two more today, wasn't it? Yeah, it? that's what I mean, eight in total. So I think now the problem is starting to eleven. They're starting sorry, to the table here. So eleven now. Yeah, they're starting to leak a little bit. Like they're starting to leak goals a little bit. Obviously, they've had Lukaku out now for a bit. He's just starting to come back now. Werner's been out. He's just starting to playing come back. Which is hard playing with no strike. I mean, Man City have been doing it pretty much all season. Yeah, but they love it. Yeah, they've they literally had Gabriel Jesus like sat on the bench for two months. Going, like, Can I play? Like, dead, should we play Grealish or Sterling or yeah. Foden up top? Yeah. But um. It's, it's seeming like a bit more recently. It might just be a bad, a bad run of form, but are people starting to figure Chelsea out a bit more? And are we going to see Liverpool and Man City start to break away? Because they are, in my opinion, the two strongest teams. And from the start of the season, I, I would say, we've got a group of friends, I was chatting to them, and I was saying, it's a Man City or Liverpool yeah. title this year. And I, I couldn't see... And I think Chelsea might be competitive, but I, I see it's Liverpool or Man City. Could could we see them having a bit of a breakaway then too? And like like the top threes at the moment, uh, nine points ahead of fourth place. I think, I think definitely. But I also think January is massive. I think if Man City were to win the league, and I think their only letdown at the moment is they need a centre forward, hmm. and he clearly wants one that he can trust because Gabriel Jesus is good enough to play for most of them teams in the league, and he's not having it. Yeah. So he needs, and I think. Man City will probably go in for someone. Do you, do you think... I'm not sure, you know. Cause I, do you not? I mean, it's interesting. I just saw um, Pep Guardiola's um, pre-match interviews and uh, press conference and 
he was being asked about Haaland because Haaland's come out with the clubs he would sign for or his his agent has you know his yeah. famous agent and um, so they asked Pep and Pep goes I don't want to talk about it right off and I think they got hurt by the, all the press from the Harry Kane stuff that bumped the price up and up and up they couldn't afford it so I think they're going to go for a summer signing of Haaland and they don't want any press around it because they don't want Dortmund upping the price any more than it will be already so I don't know if they're going to try and hold on this season without a striker I think Haaland might have a release clause you know he might do I, I'm not sure I'll look at you you, 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 you carry on with your um, what you're thinking about I mean I'm willing there. to be wrong I think the issue comes is that like Man City and they are an incredible team with or without a striker but if you imagined if Harry Kane went and I know he's not been great this season but Harry Kane at, at City and Erling Haaland at City a goal like a natural good goal scorer at Man City like yeah, uh, yeah. That's... I think if they had a goal scorer, the, they could be could have been unbeaten this season. So far. yeah, because they, I mean we we saw it today in the match when they played. <laughs> uh, who were they playing? It was Le- uh, no, not Leeds. Uh, they went down to the Wolves. Wolves like Grealish missing over. They needed a finish. A, a good striker would have been in the position there where Grealish mm. was and would have finished it. Like their job is to finish goals. Do you know what I mean? A striker. So. Um, I think they could. Yeah, I think without a striker, I think it would be close. I think if they had a striker, they would definitely be um, the strong favourites, I think. But I think the other thing, Liverpool, they've lost one game this season. But, sorry, I was going to say, they're going to be struggling the next few months. Well, this is what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. AFCON's coming. Like, the AFCON Cup of Nations is literally here and you're losing Mane, Salah... Um, Firmino's out injured. Matip. Matip's going to be gone. Like, um, let's go through their team. Naby Keita? Naby Do they qualify? Probably. Probably Naby Keita. We'll just say Naby Keita anyway. Like, we'll, lose, we'll throw it in there. Like, There's four or five first team players. I mean, Naby Keita's been great this season as well. Of course, but your front three is potentially dropping from Mane, Salah and Firmino to the GOAT Divock Origi, who, to be fair, <laughs> is good for a goal. Jota and Jota and Minamino. Jota, great player. Could score whenever he wants. But is Jota going to be able to fill the boots of a Mo, Mo Salah? Yeah. Is Minamino going to fill the boots of a Sadio Mane? I don't think he is. And I think um, the, the fact that what players are City losing in this time? I think Chelsea will probably lose a few. you got Mendy who will probably be gone. But they've got Kepa as a ready-made replacement for him. If yeah. he doesn't leave. I don't think they'll let him go if they've got this coming up. I think Kepa's very hit and miss though as well. You need consistency and Kepa loves to... But in terms of second choice keepers, he's probably up there one of the best in the league. Oh yeah, I think I think 100%. Like... And um, are they losing anybody else? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to go through the teams in, in my field, head Midfield, no, not really. Defence. No, defence, really good. Christiansen... Yeah. Silver, no, that literally probably just their keeper. And you look I think, at, I think out of the top teams, I think most of the prem, I think Liverpool's the most hard hit in terms of firepower. Like, and they've not really got any hard team. Like, I'll say hard teams. Every, there's loads of every match is a hard match in the Premier League. Yeah, but the only really big title match that they could come into or like a top six match is Arsenal. But is that scarier? Because if they can't finish off these littler teams, 
will, will that affect them more? If they're playing, like they've got Brentford, they've got Crystal Palace. They've, oh, I suppose they've got Leicester City as well. They've got Burnley, Norwich. A few of these teams known for being resilient. Well, if they don't have that finishing touch, if they can't win these matches, what they're sort of expected to win, when they get to the matches against um, Manchester United, Man City, Ars- um, Arsenal towards the end of the African Cup of Nations. But will, will they have lost too many points already by maybe and not being able to finish off these I think the issue is they've got Champions League still, FA Cup now coming. Yeah. Like, the congestion's going to catch them and they're literally going to be having to rotate young people in. You know, they're going to be hoping your Harvey Elliott's are coming back quite soon. Ox might even end up on the wing at one point. Yeah. Like, they're going to have to rotate and keep everything going as much as they can. But, but do you think that... Do you think they'll be able to finish off these teams like a resilient Burnley team, um, a Norwich City, um, Brentford when they're on form? Would they be able to finish them off without these players? I think good teams find a way. Um, let's hope. And Liverpool are a, a fantastic football team. Yeah, I think... Let's... let's... Look at the players they're losing. So we've done the front three replacements already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matip, obviously, you've got Joe Gomez, ready-made replacement. And, and also, he's back now, yeah, fit as well. Also, um, Nabi. I, I don't know how to say his name. Kanate? Kanate, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready-made replacements, him. Maybe not as good, um, some would argue, but at least there's a replacement there. Keita, you've got um, Thiago, Ox, Fabinho. Milner. Milner. So it's really just their attack, attacking threat. I mean, yeah. maybe it won't be as good a team anywhere else around the pitch with uh, in the midfield and defence. Some might argue it would be equally as good. But I could see them pulling the off. They could pull off a January signing as well. They who, but who? I mean, I know they want Jude. But surely that wouldn't be till summer. I think it sounds daft. I can see them making some kind of weird loan signing or something. Just kind of just going, to cover. You, yeah, yeah. You yeah. six months here, like do Barcelona and sign Braithwaite. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the nose sign? Um, some some dodgy strikers. I don't know. Oh, um, De Jong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, they could they could do something like that. I think they. I, I think they're probably too good to let to lose any of their matches. Come after nation. I'm just wondering if they're dropping. They're going to be able to win one ones, your nil nils. Yeah. yeah. And I think Sean Dice is on putting the ten men behind this ball. Go for it, lad. And the last three seasons except for last season actually but Man City ran away with it actually including last season to win the league you had to win pretty much every game or at least draw well look at the season when Liverpool didn't win the league with 99 points yeah Liverpool lost one game that year Man City lost two or three but Liverpool must have drew about eight or nine games that's the issue it, it, the way it is the moment with these two dominant teams and in Maybe three, who knows, will Chelsea mm. keep up? Potentially. You need to be winning every game, or yeah. at least 90-95% of your games to have a chance. I mean, that season when it was Man City-Liverpool right at the top, that was ridiculous. That was probably two of the greatest teams I've ever seen in the Premier League yeah. in one season together. Um, but they've both... A lot of these teams are showing as well. They're slipping up against your teams. Like your West Ham's who are fantastic this season. Yeah. For the record, but but beat Liverpool, didn't they? Yeah, Liverpool's and, only loss. Yeah, and did they beat Chelsea as well? They, uh, they did they draw with Chelsea or beat them? No, they beat them. Yeah, they weren't scored last minute, didn't they? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like so, your West Ham's are even turning up. You, you know, United are sat fifth, West Ham are sat fourth, and no one's begrudging that. Yeah, <coughs> no one's begrudging the fact that Arsenal and Tottenham are sat sixth and seventh. 
Yeah, and even with, I mean, we can talk about like amazing managers in this league for ages. I mean, you got Tottenham and Conte as well, but you you should be expecting a Conte team to finish top four. But at the moment, you can't put it past the way West Ham are playing. I know they had a bit of a drop in form mm-hmm. um, recently. I mean, they did beat Chelsea last match, but before that, a, a bit of a drop in form. But you can't argue that they don't deserve to be fourth. With no, the, not at all. The way they're playing. David Moyes doing a masterclass and Man United, the one place below him, thinking maybe we should have kept him a bit longer should than one we season. Should have not got rid of him after eight months? Maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> this man made Marouane Fellaini look like a god. Like, and you got rid of him. And to be fair, I know people were slating the Fellaini decision for Man United bringing him and saying, like, he's paid too much for Fellaini. He did a solid in their squad even after Moyes left. Back under the season of Fellaini being at United, I beg anyone who listens to this, find me a better impact sub that season. <laughs> yeah. Find me a better substitution than Marouane Fellaini up top. Was it... Was it- it wasn't Moisey did play at the top though, was it? Wasn't it? Was it Van Hal? No, yeah. Was it Moisey? Oh yeah. <laughs> Moisey played him as a centre forward at Everton. Some it's games. Like, oh, it's like FIFA. Every every game, if someone brings on a flame, it's always up front, isn't it? Yeah, you know where he's going. <laughs> but yeah, Chelsea. I mean, we've, we've sort of moved on now. We've literally pretty much gone on to our next thing about United with their new manager. Talks about maybe they got rid of Moyes too quickly, but some will probably argue they kept on to Ali too long. Oh, at points it was literally looking like Ali would. Have to drop some kind of ginormous like issue. He'd have to like probably put bankruptcy into United or something to actually get sacked. Mm. It was yeah. horrendous. I felt for him because he did. He look. He you know you watch the interview when he leave. He's a man who's genuinely passionate about football and loves Manchester United. Yeah. But how much of it is? I love this club and I want to walk away now. I've done all I can because he has done. He's for, made a, for a very inexperienced manager compared to a lot of the other big managers in this league. Yeah. He did very well. His only other experience in English football was relegating Cardiff. Well, yeah. Like, to bring a manager... Oh, that happens again. With... Sorry. <laughs> after today, sorry. Uh, it's alright, mate. After, after that being your only English experience, then taking over probably, like, one of the biggest clubs in English history... Uh, you could probably argue the biggest club, even if they're not doing too well at the moment. Um, he did well at steadying the ship and also probably, I don't want to say fixing what Jose Mourinho did, because Jose Mourinho, people pro- overlooked that he actually won him a trophy during this time. And but he did, he, he did, I think he did fix a lot of the problems that Jose Mourinho caused. In, in terms of personalities a bit more. I think. Yeah, I think personalities, but I think at the same time, Jose also didn't have... And I'll word this. If you look at the United teams under Ferguson, and then you look at the United team that Jose tried with, it is quite apparent why Jose turned around and said, finishing second with United is one of my biggest achievements. Yeah. I don't think he did bad with them. I think any club Jose goes to, there's going to be controversy because it oh, is... 100%. He tried to be Mr. Nice at Tottenham and Alan did last. Exactly. Like, so, <laughs> and I think as good as you are at getting results on the pitch, when you when Jose leaves the club, there are going to be issues. And I think Solskjaer did a good job of fixing them. Do I think he probably should have been there three, the three years he was there? Probably should have left a lot, lot sooner. Maybe the end of last season, if we went lads, we gave it a good go. I've done as much as I can in a bit. But it, was it last season they finished second though, didn't they? That's what I mean. But you like, gave it a... But 
I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I think. But what if you finish second in the league for the first time in a few years? But I don't think it was a close second, though. I don't think it was like a. No, it was, but surely you want to go off and do one better <coughs> next season. I don't think you would leave at that point. But I think when you've got one of the best players of all time who's still playing at a ridiculously high level and you're not in the top five. Well, you are, they are now, but when he left, they weren't in the top five. Yeah. I think there, you, you probably should be thinking, maybe I'm not the right man for the job at the moment. Especially if you're a big supporter of the club. Well, yeah. And um, their new manager, uh, you like to call him Wreck-It Ralph, don't you? Also, what was uh, it? Like, Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. because <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> big Wreck-It Ralph. And... Um, He's a manager of a lot of experience. I'll be training two of the best managers in the trained I'll be two of the yeah. best managers in the world. Well he's the godfather he's the godfather of the Gigan press, isn't he? He mm. kind of moulded it into how to use it at Leipzig and stuff. And even in the first couple of games of United we've we've seen that. Yeah, that the work rate from the United players. The intensity. I can't, I can't believe I'm ever gonna say this. Fred has been in the three games he's been there, unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't see much of the game today, if any, but from what I've heard, Fred has been levels above like most people on the pitch. Mm. Like, and he, it's one of them. Like this guy is. You, know, you watch the United playing now, and they're pressing everything. They're going for it. Ronaldo's not running around like headless chicken on his own up front, trying to get the ball back. He's got Rashford there, and I mean, he's only initially on a six-month contract, isn't it? With two years consultancy afterwards, or whatever role they're giving him. Whatever nonsense they've made up, but um, yeah, some some random role they've made up, like. But I was I was listening to, um, listening to Gary Neville speak about this. He was like, he wouldn't mind if he's successful this year, giving him another season, not a long term contract, which was maybe a mistake with Ollie. But if maybe that world class manager they're searching for isn't available, mm-hmm. like it's all about looking into Zidane, into Pochettino, stuff like that. If they're not available, why not give him another year contract? But do you, do you see him finishing top four this season with him? <laughs> yes. I don't think top three. I think top three is off the table. I think I do see it. And I think that's only on the basis of Ronaldo, which sounds mm. ridiculous to say. But I think there is literally going to be... I think Jadon Sancho's now on his feet. Yeah. I think Bruno's Bruno, and he will pull goals and stuff. Ronaldo's going to start scoring. Start sc- <laughs> like more like he hasn't yeah. scored very much lately. Yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. Like, and I think Rashford's gonna start hitting the net a little bit more. I just think again, I think United's issue they need defenders. I think centre back, they need a centre back to go with Maguire. But if you look at the table at the moment, um, if Tottenham, who got two games in hand on most teams, one game in hand on West Ham in fourth, if they win their one game in hand, they're up to fourth. Then if they win their next game in hand. They're four points clear of everybody else. No, who saw that coming? <laughs> they are, but they're also bottle jobs. Yeah, but now with this new manager, who proven to be a success, uh, success everywhere he's been. The man lost to the lowest team in the Conference League two weeks ago. Yeah, but he's <laughs> no, he's in the Conference League. He's just come into this role in the shambles of a club. In the it moment, is a shambles. And if 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 anyone could turn around at the moment, it's Conte. Uh, especially defensively, let's say. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, laughing because I'm literally looking at the league table and still pondering how they're seventh. I mean, I mean, I was confused when Nuno got manager of the month in his first month, and two months later got sacked. And I understand they weren't playing very good football. Spursy? What do you mean? 
they call it Spursy, don't they? They're I saying, do, they? Yeah, so it's a saying now. It's called, how Spursy can you be, basically? It's like, only Tottenham could get manager of the month, sack him two months later, <laughs> Spursy. But it seems like he left him in a, a relatively good position, because Conte's not been there that long, has he? No, I think he's been there three, so. four weeks, yeah. like. And, I mean, they're... If they win their two games in hand, which for a team like Tottenham, you would expect them to at least challenge to win both of these games. Um, they're top four with a few points safety net. They Tottenham have a good team as well, that's the thing. If you look at their team on paper, they've got a very good team. Oh, Son, Kane. The, Son and Kane alone. The biggest lad in the world, Eric Dyer. I love Eric Dyer. <laughs> the man literally slight, um Slide tackled Ramos in Ramos's own area. Yeah, it just doesn't care. <laughs> no one around, no pressure. Eric Dyer out of nowhere. Woo, through Ramos. <laughs> he just doesn't care. Like, they've got a base of an incredibly good team. Lucas Moore on the right can do a job. Yeah. Like, have they still got Lamella? Uh, He's somewhere. I'm not sure. Uh, was it this season in that really cool goal with... Um, the Rabona? Yeah. I think it was Arsenal season. last season, yeah. It was last season. I'm not sure, but even in the middle, like Hoiberg and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Strong in the middle. Um, Hugo Lloris in goals, consistent. Centre-back, so... Um, Davison Sanchez. Uh, Dyer plays in centre-back. De Romero as well, who's, <sighs> who's pretty deep. Like, all round, I don't think they've got anywhere near the title-winning squad, but a half-decent squad, at least. But another... Another team, I think coming into January, it's all about investments, isn't it? And you'll be able to get a clear picture by March who's getting where, I yeah. think. I mean, even Arsenal, because start of the season, everyone's going to be at shambles. But since then, they've been, after having two or three dodgy games in between, they've been brilliant. And I know they spent a lot in the summer and a lot of invested on young players. But like Edu was saying, wasn't it? He? he was saying the aim of Arsenal at the moment is have three or four senior players in the squad. You're seeing that with a Xhaka, you're seeing that with yeah. a, a Bamiang Lacazette. And everyone else, not a few, everyone else, be a young player. And then in three or four seasons' time, they will be the best team in the Premier League. That's the aim at the moment. And, and you I can think see that, that. That could very well be true. And could they get top four? Because I think they're playing really nice football. I think when they play against the, the really top teams, they, they get exploited a little bit. You can see that well, it's what you just cracks. said, inexperience, isn't it? Yeah, and that's going to be even better for them, that these players um, gaining that experience. Yeah, of course, of course. Even like, Gabriel's like 23, isn't he? Or so, uh, around Martinelli, he's young, I think he's 20s at and best. you got um, Saka. Boyko, Saka, yeah. you got uh, Smith-Rowe. Um, oh, Smith-Rowe Martin Odegaard. Insane. Martin Odegaard. He's on loan, but I think they'll probably sign him eventually. Odegaard. Yeah, cause he's on loan from Madrid, isn't he? I think he's a permanent. I think they've made him permanent. I'm not even percent sure it's a permanent. Oh, look at that. If you're right. I think it is permanent. Uh, but even like Ramsdale in goal, probably like 15 years being one of the best keepers in the world. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Ramsdale's class. Like. Let's have a look here. Arsenal. Did they sign him? On a loan deal. Permanent signing. Wow. You're right. Fair play. He's, I know I'm right. You're right, mate. He's sick. Yeah, That's a great signing. That's what what's I mean, his but... name? Um, the the right back. Um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Um, Tomasaku, or however it is. Oh yes, yes, yes. The Japanese international. Yes, and like he's young as well. And he's versatile. He can go anywhere across that back line. Yeah. Kieran Tierney when he's fit. He's Tomiyasu. That's him. That's it. And yeah, Tierney. Tierney's only like early twenties as well. Yeah. People forget that. 
And like even like these players. Your backup keeper is Bert Leno. Yeah. Your backup goalkeeper is Leno. They're playing like for all having all these young players and all this inexperience really. Mm-hmm. And at the moment being sixth after not winning the game in like three or four at the start, wasn't it? I think they lost the first three or four games. They could really turn this around and like finish top four. Ben White as well, relatively young player. And you see you see the side and you see what Edu was saying. You either have Lacazette or Aubameyang up top, have an experienced head up top. You have Xhaka, an experienced head in the middle. Sometimes loses his head. And um I suppose Partey, I know he's not old, but he's not young either, more experienced head, have them three players with literally everybody else being under 25 around you. Show me the Arsenal bench for a sec. Yeah, I'll get, uh, we'll get the bench up here. So was Aubameyang on it? Aubameyang was... Not on Yeah, he's in trouble at the minute. What do you mean? <laughs> so I actually read before we came online, he went to Barcelona yesterday, got a tattoo and missed training. Oh, really? Yeah, during COVID. Why would you go to Barcelona to get a tattoo? Probably like the artist. Bad wow. move. But even even so, having Lacazette up there as that experienced head. Yeah, of course. Know, I really but see Aubameyang's meant to be the club captain. Yeah, I mean I mean I think I think everyone always knew Aubameyang was um a liability in his personal life sort of thing. Even when he moved to Arsenal. Yeah. And then when he was it the Ballon d'Or um ceremony when everybody was in suits and he was there in his like in his like chilled out clothes and his like um snap back on and stuff like he that. He just doesn't care. <laughs> But um, yeah, I've, 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 I think on. it's good. Um, good idea by Arsenal. I've, yeah, I think the battle for top four is going to be one of the most interesting we've had for a long time. And I think I mean we haven't even spoke about Leicester, who are sat in eleventh, who could mount a comeback and bring it up. Um, well, if you look, Leicester win their game. Leicester fly up to eighth. It, it it's going to be tight. I think. I think top three. We know who the top three are going to be coming the end of the season. Yeah, it would Leicester, take a giant crumble. Yeah, yeah, and um. We, we see like top three probably nailed on but fourth place is a big place because that's the last place Champions League football yeah Man United could get it from winning it unlikely West Ham could get it from winning the Europa League again that's more likely probably more likely but still unlikely I know they're massive but uh, as everyone's saying but what do you get for winning the Europa Conference League sorry I, I'd assume a place in the um, Europa League I don't think... I'll, I'll, I'll look it up now if you want. But um, do, you, do you want me to keep moving down the yeah, table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go for okay, it. Okay, so obviously we've got Wolves in eighth. I think Wolves are going to pretty much stick around where they are now. Yeah. I think anywhere between eighth and twelfth. I think Wolves call that a good season. You got rid of Nuno. You got a new manager in. It's a new philosophy. You know, Wolves are doing all right. You yeah. know, Jimenez is now starting to score the goals again. And get sent off. And get sent off. That's <laughs> today. Absolutely stupid decision. One of the most him. incredible things I've ever seen. Imagine getting booked and then 30 seconds later blocking a free kick. Stupid. It's one of the Brentford surprise package. I initially thought Brentford would do well. I didn't think they'd be ninth. Um, no, I mean, they're just, like you always have a, a team who excels. Like you had Sheffield United a few seasons ago. Yes. And you had Huddersfield a few seasons before that. There's always one team who excels in their first season in the Prem. And um, you can see that from Brentford's style of play, that they were going to be likely one of them teams. I don't think anybody thought Norwich City would do well. Um, Watford could have been one of those teams. <clears throat> Very um, fast team, 
in, in a lot of places. What? Yeah, Watford would have a devastating amount of pace going forward. Which in the Prem, that counter-attack could... You could have seen either Brentford or Watford being that breakout releg- um, promotion yeah. team. And, and Brentford's taken it. If we're going to talk relegation candidates, I think out of the three that have come up, yeah. I think only Norwich go down. I think Watford survive. Yeah. I think Watford keeping their head above water. I know last night's result for them against Brentford was brutal and mm. you feel for them. But I also think looking at it, if Watford had just got for a run of, I think it was Arsenal, City, Chelsea, obviously they beat United, Liverpool, like they've dealt with all the big guns. And they've just got their new manager. We'll talk about that a bit more later, won't yeah. we? But um, just, just before we go on to, to talk about these relegation um, fighting clubs, the winner of Europa League automatically qualifies for um, of Europa Conference League automatically qualifies for Europa League group stages, unless they've already qualified for the Champions League, like through their league oh. position. So if Tottenham win it, I'd think that are they out? I don't know. But if they did, let's say they're worse to know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If they win it, I know. Le- let's say Leicester because they're definitely in it. The Conference League. Yeah. yeah. Do you see Brendan Rodgers' comment? Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I'm yeah. Like, like... <laughs> if they win it and they finish twelfth. They're in the Europa League. If they win it and they finish fourth, they're in the Champions League. Sort what of ever happened to fair play? Uh, Do you remember they used to give... Yeah, the, um, the fair play get an extra position in... Um, yeah, in like, if you I, got I the least know. amount of yellow cards or something. I, I have no idea what's happening <coughs> I think I remember Fulham getting to like, the Europa League final because they what, got through via fair play one year. It was, yeah, it's it's weird rule though, that one. I know, yeah, it was I know it's, it's good because they're the cleanest team, but... Um, yeah, so anyway, anyway let's yeah, get moving on, back. moving on. So uh, relegation, there's going to be a lot of teams in trouble though because Norwich should think are down. Burnley could 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 come out. They're a fighting club. Sean Dyche, great manager. They come out. You'd expect Newcastle, as long as they keep pace until January, to be able to claw them way themselves out. We got, like, I think Eddie Howe will be okay. With a signing they can make in January. Yeah. Rumours of Wijnaldum coming back on loan, stuff like that. But you look at teams just above them. Leeds haven't had the best start. But Leeds are now... They've had so many injuries. Round. Yeah. They've had so many injuries. And you don't expect... Um, I mean, they're not a world-class manager. And like, Bielsa is he's a, he's a bit of a unit, isn't he? Yeah, like, he's too good, I think, to get him relegated. I mean, you could see Southampton dropping into it. Which um, you would love. I wouldn't mind that. You could see Crystal Palace dropping into it. I think Everton, again, are too good. I think Rafa will... Rafa's having a bad run of form, but I think Rafa Benitez's team will finish again, same as your Wolves, anywhere between 8th and 12th. Yeah. And I think, like you said, Brentford have had a great start. I think they'll probably be able to keep themselves out of it. Brighton Hove Albion, again, playing amazing footballing game. I they think did. Keep and at the start of, of the season, they were up there for top four. Yeah. They were on fire at the start of the season. They've dropped a little bit, but their XG for last season and this season shows how good a footballing side they are. Yeah, I think so as well. I think you're going to have... they'll get drawn into it. No, I think they'll stick, stay clear of it. Maybe, Definitely. Maybe a 12th, 11th finish, I reckon, for them will be a good season. So if we go for the rest of the table, obviously Leicester 11th won't finish 11th. Definitely Leicester squad is too good. Obviously, now they're... Are they out of the Europa League? They are. They're in the they're conference. conference. And I just don't think Brendan Rodgers is really going to give a damn about the Conference League. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to full send the... That league, I think they might have gone another cup run. Obviously, they won the FA Cup last year. Yeah. Um, them in 12th. They're not going to be anywhere near relegation come end of the season. No. Um, I'm willing to put any amount of money yeah. on that. 
Uh, Villa, I think, Steven Gerrard's done good. I mean, it might just be new manager syndrome, but he, he does seem to know what he's doing as a manager. I think so. I think you don't take Rangers to the top, to the last 16 of the Europa League. And win for the first time in however many yeah, years like, it was. The man knows what he's doing. It's very unfortunate because I like Steven Gerrard. But I, I don't think Villa will be near relegation by the end of the season. I think the issue is Villa's players, I don't think people like John McGinn will stay. I think bigger teams will want people like John McGinn because John McGinn's been unreal. It, it depends. I think it depends where they finish and what investment gets given. Because if, let's say, John McGinn goes up to Gerrard, like, I want to leave, and Gerrard turns around and shows him his plans, the board who they have very rich owners, Villa. Let's remember that. If they say we're investing 150 million this season, I, I'm not saying they will do. No, to be fair, I'll give you that. No, if they, they if I, I feel I see Gerrard, who's been a captain for a lot of his career. And a manager now has been someone who can influence people. He could influence John McGinn to stay by by see, showing him his plan. No, to be fair, yeah, because that's what happened to Grealish. Isn't it? They said we're going to build a team around you. He said, yeah, yeah, sound lost there, and they went to City. Yeah, but he misses open goals from three yards. Oh out, yeah, true. So. <laughs> no one like Fabian Delph, is But there? yeah, I don't think Villa will be near the bottom. I think no, um, Gerald bring him up. I think, like I said, Rafa Vieira is relatively unproven as a manager, isn't he? Um, so, but he's got them playing nice football. They're playing well. well. They've got um, that striker from the Scottish League, don't they? Dembele. Uh, no. Ed... Eduardo, I'd like to say. Eduardo, yeah, sorry. Um, he's... I mean, he scored like, his first touch um, when, when on his debut. And they've got Wilfred Zaha, everyone knows that. And I think the Crystal Palace, I don't think they'll be getting drawn into it, but they are in danger of it because... Their manager isn't the most experienced. Maybe he'll be be like Pep and be just like perfect for a managerial role. Maybe, but who knows? I mean, all round they've got a pretty decent team. But um, yeah, I I yeah, it's Ed Edward Eduardo. I don't know how to say it really, but he's he's been pretty good. He's been alright to be there. Um, I don't think Leeds get drawn into it. So I think it's probably between these bottom five teams at the moment for me personally. The Southampton, Watford, Burnley, maybe Newcastle, depending on what they're doing. January and Norwich yeah and I think if you were to say odds on out of them it's tight I think let's both have a prediction now I think Norwich this is going to sound silly I think Brentford and Brighton might slide not to fall into it but it might make it a lot tighter down there potentially I mean if you could say three teams relegate I think right now Norwich, Burnley, Southampton I know I I think I agree I think think Newcastle and Watford survive it's, I think for my last one it's between Watford and Burnley because Burnley are resilient as they are but the tinker man and if Burn- the issue is Burnley do have two games in hand but if Burnley lose um, what's his name to go to Newcastle who's been heavily linked with the centre back um, Tarkovsky if they lose him in January and can't replace him well enough they, they could be in real trouble but I think in the moment, it's either Norwich, Watford, Southampton, Norwich, Burnley, Southampton for me. I think we're both pretty adamant that Norwich are gone. Mm-hmm. Unless something drastic happens. I mean, Dean Smith's turned him around a little bit since he's been taken over. Oh, yeah. But I don't think he's good enough to keep him up. I think if Dean Smith came in at the start of the season, you'd fancy your chances. Yeah. But, I mean, they've got a great young team. I know a lot of their, their best young players are on loan. But like you got like Gilmore and you got Williams there as well, don't you? Two mm. players who you could probably see being at top clubs later in their career. 
I know Gorn was at Chelsea, Williams at Man United already. No, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good young players, but I just don't see good. I mean, but you also look at Burnley and Newcastle, who after 14 and 15 games have won one game. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they don't seem good. I think Newcastle will just pull away. I, I think they have. They if, have. If they, spend if they go. If you've been bought over by a rich, rich club like ownership now and you go yeah. down, that is a joke. Yeah, agreed. Like, you cannot go down with that kind of money behind you. It's silly. I think Burnley just have never been big spenders. I mean, it's not in their philosophy, really, is it? No. I wonder what their record signing is. Probably not more than 20 million. Probably a lot less than that. A lot less than that, I'd say. Um, I think, yeah, I think... I mean, you've seen Newcastle. They're linked with so many players just because they want the money. But the realistic ones you see, Tarkovsky... Wijnaldum. Someone like a Dwight McNeil as well. So, like, these players, if they come in, that could really turn around or at least make them good enough to not get relegated. Because at the moment, they're not good enough. They literally, this season is survive. Yeah. That is their whole... Survive and build. Survive and build. You know, and uh, Eddie Howe, I think he can do it. The man pulled it off with Bournemouth enough mm. seasons. Obviously, he went down in the end, but... But I, you saw Man City. It took them a few seasons when they got the money to become the team they are. I mean, their first season with money, I don't think they finished top four, did they? They might have done. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they didn't no, finish I think top they, four. Yeah, I think they failed to, yeah. And they signed Rubinho, didn't they, who thought he was going to um, Manchester United. Yes. And stuff. So it does take a while, even with all this money. But... Um, I still think they'll probably spend enough to be safe. I think this is... It's a weird season anyway, the Prem and the Championship and all. Hmm. I think in terms of... We've had a lot of managers come and go quite early on this season. A lot of new managers in the Prem, isn't there? A lot, like... Let's go down the list at the moment. You see, uh, obviously the top three haven't changed their managers. Top four. Tuchel's still relatively fresh. Yeah, he's not not even had a full year yet, has he? How's he been? Good? He's, He's been amazing. Obviously, we spoke about Ralph. Like he's, he's going to be a slow, slow kind of build. But I think he's a great manager. I think he's what they need at the minute—a stable manager, yeah. bring results in. Um, Tottenham, you got Conte. Conte, how do I feel about it? I think he'll be alright. I mean, he did well at Chelsea. Left. I mean, he seems to have a very volatile personality. If he does, if if he doesn't get his way, he sort of throws the toys out the pram. But. Um, there's a fine line between passion and arrogance, isn't there? Yeah. And I think he, he skates that line quite a lot. But Chelsea, he did good. Milan. Yeah. He did good. Would he do good at Tottenham? It'll be very hard to do good with the amount of amazing teams that are in the Premier at the moment. But it'll be interesting to see. And it seems like, I think, because, I mean, when he first went there, everyone, uh, I mean, he said himself pretty much, didn't he, that he... Not going to Tottenham because I mean he doesn't want to. I think he wanted the United job if I'm honest. But Daniel Levy managed to convince him, and I think he convinced him with uh, a transfer kitty of over a hundred million. I think he had to. I think maybe even one hundred fifty million. But I think what he probably doesn't know is that hundred million is going to be supplied via Harry Kane. Who knows? I mean, we, we don't know what goes on behind the closed doors, but Daniel Levy seems like a very dodgy guy in that respect. I think 
And I kind of believe Harry Kane that there definitely was a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. I think 100% he must have. And that's what I mean. Like, I, I never want to be inflammatory about anybody, but Harry Kane doesn't seem like the type of guy who would lie about something like that. And if he said that, Levy said he was able to go, if he if he wanted to, I, I'm inclined to believe him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, moving down as well, Wolves, not really a new manager, relatively new. He's been um, Brighton manager who's been there a season a bit now. Aston Villa, we talked about Steven Gerrard a little bit already. Just got them attacking. He's got them going forward. We had a, we had a debate with our friend, didn't we? Who, well, I, I think more I had a debate with him. Who He said he thinks he only got the job because he was Steven Gerrard. Whereas I argued winning the Scottish League with Rangers for the first time in ages, getting to last six in Europa League, is a good enough CV to at least give you a chance at a club like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think he's good. I think they wanted someone more proven, but Gerrard's got a point to prove. Yeah. I did, as, as much as I, obviously I'm a Birmingham fan, I don't want to speak good about the Villa. I think the issue was always, if you can get Watkins and Danny Ings yeah. firing, let's be honest, Danny Ings for Southampton for years has been unbelievable. Mm. He's a goal scorer. Sadly. The base of their team was already there. They've got arguably one of the best keepers in the league in Emmy Martinez. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal was silly to let him go. He's got a good keeper now, but I think he would have been in the Rams there. Uh, above um, Leno in my books. 100%. But how much do you sit on the bench? You know what I mean? Like, mm. you lost it in the end. Rafa? Not Rafa's ever not where you'd want him to be, really. No, and I mean, Rafa's a proven manager. Probably one of the most well-known managers in the world. Yeah. He's done it in England. He's done it in Spain. Um, he's... He's decent. He did a good job in China. Yeah. And obviously, Newcastle fans were gutted when he left, but Everton fans seem to be one in his head already. <coughs> wow. Typical. We're all like it, though, all football fans, aren't we? We want the best and we want it now. Yeah. Vieira, I'd say the jury's still probably a little bit out on him. Yeah. Just like, I mean... He's relatively new, sort of like the Gerard, relatively new. But the difference between I think Gerard and Vieira is, in Gerard's three ish years of management, has he made many errors at all? And I think he's 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 not really failed with anything he's done so far in management, in my opinion. Whereas Vieira, will he be like that? Will he be able to go a couple of seasons without making too many monumental errors? Or will the crack start showing? That's where we really see the pull apart the good managers from the average managers. Yeah. So, yeah, I think jury's out on the error. I think so as well, but I think a philosophy, isn't it, like you just said? It, the stuff does take time. Yeah. Uh, same with the Tinker Man, who Watford, yeah. the whole country fell in love with about seven, six, seven years ago now when he did it with Leicester. And he proves he can. I mean, I think Ranieri was always known, ever since he was at Chelsea, really, for me, a very inconsistent manager. But the fact is, when you're inconsistent, it means at half-time you're winning matches as well. Well, yeah. And maybe that's what a relegation team needs, a manager who sometimes play amazing, sometimes play awful, but you're building up enough points to stay up. But I think Watford will be okay. I think if you... And I know, obviously, the main stat is the scoreline. I get it. But if you look at the games that they've played and you look at how they've played in them games, 
I know it was the co- like the nail in Ollie's coffin, but he four one United. Yeah. He lost two one to Chelsea, and you could argue that Watford could have very easily got a point out of that. Yeah. Very easily. I mean, you you, you see Watford. I know they're seventeenth at the moment, but with their four wins, they've got the most wins out of everybody up to fourteenth, and even the same amount of wins as Brighton in tenth. Yeah. A few goals going different ways. I mean, you see, they've got 11 losses and one draw. So if they could turn some of them losses into draws, they could be up 12th or 13th this season. Yeah. Like, I think they've been very near miss on a lot of these things. I'd be very, very, very surprised to see Watford go back down. Yeah. I've, I, I mean, I like Watford as a team anyway. Their front three is very good this year. Very fast. Well, yeah, you've got Ishmael <laughs> Saar, Emmanuel Dennis, and then Josh King. Yeah. And it was criminal. He didn't get a game at Everton. Yeah, criminal yeah. You so, know, he had a point to prove he, he stu- you know they stuffed Everton 5-2 actually as well at Goodison yeah um, who else got a new manager Newcastle obviously we talked about Eddie Howe quite a bit um, he, he's done jobs before mm. I mean he's only really ever succeeded at Bournemouth he's only really ever had two other clubs he's, oh, well, one other club he's been at which he did sadly fail at and then he went back to Bournemouth and again did amazing well yeah so I mean is he, is he only good at Bournemouth or will he be able to turn Newcastle around? Wait and see, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got the philosophy there already, hasn't he, really? He's mm. got his Ryan Fraser there and he's Callum yeah. Wilson. So. And then Dean Smith. Um, did, Dev did turned the corner. Good job at Villa. Will he do an equally good job at Norwich? I know they did, he didn't do well in his last few games for Villa. But, um, yeah. The thing is, with Norwich have gone from... Me personally, I've gone from they're gone, they're in the bin. See you later. To oh, hmm, maybe. Yeah. Like he has, he started turning heads. Like, and they've got two wins. They had not a win under until he came in. Yeah, and now he's pulling results out the back. It's going to be so tight, both at the top and the bottom. It's going to be a final. I think the middle is going to be quite boring. Yeah, I think so, but I think it will be a final day. Yeah, and I and I'm just looking at this league table, I remember seeing this the other week. And it's how mad this season actually is. If, you, if you're listening, uh, you might not be able to see this league table, but trust us. Uh, there is only five teams. It's nothing to do with anything, really, this. I just no. I just saw it now. I wanted to just save this because I think it's amazing. There's only five teams in the whole league with positive goal difference. And three of them oh, teams yeah? are obviously the top three. And they're all... I mean, Chelsea, 27 positive. Liverpool, 33 positive. Man City, 24 positive. And then you've got West Ham with nine positive. And then Man United with two, who are in fifth place. With a positive two goal difference, and you're in fifth place. Everybody else in the league is negative. And I think this shows how good the top three teams are. I know I know, we, we started with this pretty much. I just want to go back to this. This shows how good these three teams are. How much they're putting past people. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, astonishing, isn't it? Let's be honest. Salah's already won the Golden Boot. Yeah. Let's be fair about it. Salah, he's, he's got it. I think it's amazing that like these clubs, five of them are in positive goal difference out of twenty. Well, yeah, and three of them are in like ridiculous amounts. It's uh, I mean that's nothing about anything really. I mean we're coming to the end of this first podcast really, um, but that's like. I just wanted to put that out there as one of the one of the final thoughts. Like these three teams at the top, have we ever seen anything like? It? I know we've had the two horse race before between Liverpool and Manchester City, 
but I've never seen three teams so dominant, so much above everybody else in the league as this. No, I don't think so. Like, and it's like you said, it's going to be really interesting because you've got for fourth as well. You've got West Ham, United, Arsenal, Tot- Tottenham, potentially Tottenham. Leicester. <laughs> like you're looking at Leicester, are probably going to appear there at some point if they can um, have a run of good form. Yeah. Right, and look if you look how tight this league is. So if you're a Watford fan, yeah. you win two games, you're up to eleventh. Yeah, it is so tight everywhere. It's it's ridiculous, really. Like you've got teams who are there is eight points separating Watford to Europa League. That's, I was about to say Leicester, they're nine points off being bottom of the league, but eight points off being in fourth place. Mayhem, <laughs> a momentum swing for any team in the moment could see my relegation trouble or fighting for a Europa or Conference League position. And I think it is literally a dice roll. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to the Cup of Nations next month because yeah. I think these—I don't want to say smaller teams, these teams that are down there. You know, is there going to be African players that we're not thinking of at the minute? Probably. Is it going to affect the teams massively? You look at Watford. Emmanuel you just talk about their front three. Sar as well. Sar. Will that make a big change? Who knows? <coughs> Who does Ishmael Sar play for? Oh, Ishmael Sar. I'd like to say. So, is it Cameroon or Senegal? It might be Senegal, I think. I might be completely wrong here. I'm not very good at the African flags. Senegalese. Sen- oh, come on. Well done, John. I'm happy, I'm happy with that. And he's surely going to get called up. Yeah. And like. We're just talking about the dangerous Watford front three. Two of three are gone. No, I don't know, because, again, information from another podcast, but there is a rumour that the Nigerian manager doesn't get on with Dennis. Oh, really? Which is mad. <laughs> it's fine by them. I'm sure the Watford fans aren't upset about that. No, right? no, no. They're like, oh, no. Like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay, come play for us again. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's Watford's backup for the bench? They've got some... They've is got Gray that... still there? No, he's on loan at QPR. They've got that Hernandez who scored against Villa in the first game of the season. He looked good. He came on, actually, last game. And he looked good. He scored, didn't he, actually? He was the one that scored. I think he did, yeah. Against City, yeah. So they've got ample replacement. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's going to be very tight. I think relegation's going to be tight. Europa League and title and Champions League are going to be tight. It's going to be a great season. Yeah. Cool. Um, But I think uh, (laughs) we'll wrap up there. It's close to an hour for this first podcast. Um, if you liked it, please, um, whatever platform you listen on, subscribe, follow, um, like if you can, whatever platform you're listening on, whatever you can, it will help us out. It will let us know you're enjoying it as one well, that you want to see more or hear more, um, yeah, hear more yeah. podcasts, but, um, yeah, let us know. And, um, yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Nice one boys. <laughs> Thanks and for watching. Girls. <laughs> and we'll, um, we'll see you next time. See ya.